While Beauty Lab and Laser is a professionally licensed medical facility, the hosts of this podcast are not medical professionals, nor do they claim to be. The opinions on this podcast are for entertainment only. Please seek a licensed medical professional for all medical questions. Hi, and welcome to Live Love Lab, the behind-the-scenes podcast from Beauty Lab and Laser. I'm Heather Gay, one of the hosts of this podcast, and I'm joined by Dre, the other host, and together we are Drether. Well, welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. Happy 4th. Happy 4th of July. God bless America. God bless America. And God bless that it's finally summer. Yes, it feels like finally summer right? in Utah, for sure. I know. So my cute... For sure. I actually looked at the weather app and saw that it was like 90, 80, yeah. 90, 80, <laughs> 90, not even a cloud. And I thought, here we go. We're in I it. know. Well, it's so it's funny happening. because my cute grandpa Lou, um, he used to say, here in Utah, we have winter and we have the 4th of July. And I, <laughs> I was just talking to my mom about that yesterday because... So she has a pool and her pool had some stuff wrong with it this spring and they usually open it for Cinco de Mayo. That's like her schedule. Okay. And then we always like inaugurate the pool for Cinco de Mayo. If you remember, I think it was like maybe snowing on Cinco de Mayo this year. (laughs) And like it was it was like so cold. And so anyway, she had some stuff wrong with her pool and she was like so upset about it, like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to get all of this stuff fixed um, in order for us to be able to use it. And she was like saying to me yesterday, she was like, I think this might be the first weekend that we actually use the pool. And she's like, do you remember Grandpa Lou saying it's winter and it's the 4th of July? That has never been more true than it is this year. That's so crazy. And that's actually such a fun little adage for Utah. Right. I know. Because it completely, it, it absolutely explains if you live in Park City. Oh, yeah. Totally. Because it just comes in. Like it was raining and cold last night. I know. I'm, and I felt like sadness, like Christmas Eve is ruined. I know. I, I actually went to Park City last night to see my uncle and aunt that live up there and they're moving. And... It, like, it was like driving into a different world, too, because it was like, it was kind of storming down here. Yeah. But then once I drove up the canyon, I was like, what is this weird <laughs> apocalyptic squall? Yeah. It, like, came through. Yeah, I know. Yeah. The kids went to the Oakley Rodeo last night. Oh, fun. Well, That's kid cute. as in one kid. Okay. But the only one that was available went. <laughs> Which one? Our newest Annabelle, employee? Annabelle. Our newest employee, our new medical director, Annabelle Gay, <laughs> who is, it just astounds me that when, so, I mean, she's 15, turning 16, okay. right? And she went, before her first day of work, my respect factor, coolness factor was like, I'm going to give me the benefit of the doubt and say maybe a four. Okay. Just four on just the modicum of like respect and just like, you know, she's like, if I ask her to do something, the level of pushback, sure. you know, okay, like she, yeah. she gives me about a three to a four on this priority scale. Okay. You okay. know, rolls your eyes internally quite yeah, a bit, like, okay, you know, yeah. Geez, mom. Like yeah. judges, uh-huh. tells on me, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, totally. Like assesses me, uh-huh. won't reply if the question's inappropriate, uh-huh. you know, just yeah. mm-hmm. virtue signals for a lot. So it, <laughs> what, but what happened is she went to her first day at Beauty Lab uh-huh. and she was kind of like expect, I don't, I think she expected a little bit more of a bridge from me. And I said, I don't work there. <laughs> I own it. Like someone else is your yeah. boss. I said, yeah. I said, you don't need to Chad's ask me about, yeah, like yeah. you need to talk to your manager. Yeah. I don't know the shifts. I don't know the schedule. I mean, you know, I played yeah. like, I am a the iron curtain. Yeah. Of, Hands of, off. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Like you could get fired and they'll tell me after. Yes. Just FYI. Which like we your have job. set up on purpose. Yes. Because our children work for us. <laughs> yes. And we're the only ones that allow that nepotism. And so we have to put in safeguards, yeah, right? Yeah, 100%. Like their children are awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and so I went from a th- I went to pick her up after her first shift on Monday. And I loved that she worked the same shift as Georgia, but Georgia had to stay one extra hour. So it kind okay. of was like a great opportunity for me to go in. And walking in, seeing them both at the front desk, Georgia and Annabelle. And... She was like beaming and glowing with that internal, like first job pride. Yeah. I mean, this is by just to benefit of the doubt, like she has worked many yeah, jobs. Yeah, I'm like, this is like her fifth job. Yeah, Annabelle's a worker. Like yeah. she did janitorial services at Snowbird and then upgraded to housekeeping at Snowbird. Yeah. And then she did Woody's. You know, she's worked in the fry line. She comes home with food grease on her shoes. So this is her first, like, 
kind of office job, right? Yeah, without yeah. like a till. Yes, you yes. know that doesn't require like yes. an apron, gloves, and like manual labor. labor. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a real job, and I went from a three to a four on the coolness scale to like for sure like a solid seven. Amazing. Like because she's like, whoa, this yeah. is real. I'm like, yeah. what do you think of the business? She's like, it's amazing. Yeah. Everyone's amazing. The customers are amazing. The staff is amazing. The process is amazing. And I'm like, well, I'd love for you to just give me your insights on ways we can improve. You know? I love it. And you know Which what? Means I trust, don't complain about I, a single thing. I trust Annabelle's uh, suggestions. Yeah, they do have their ear to the ground yeah, for us quite totally. a bit. Well, I had a moment yesterday leaving because Elsha was there and Georgia and Annabelle and they were all like oh, that's standing right. there and I was, was there just too. like oh I was like this is the you I mean Heirs this is the, the family yeah. business like these are the girls that are going to be taking over for us you know like we should talk to them about like a five-year plan like do they want to learn the business do they mm -hmm. want to open a beauty lab at wherever they're in college yeah you know, or totally yeah what if Ashley had like a little beauty lab in Santa Barbara it'd be amazing she, it would run into the ground yeah. <laughs> Okay. It, would not, it would not be... Five years. Yeah. Maybe five years. Let's give her five years. I mean, it's learn. just so funny because it's ridiculous to even hypothesize because the amount of work it takes to run Beauty Lab is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. You would know. <laughs> so would you. you but the amount thing. of work it took to build it was ridiculous. Yes. yes. Yeah. But it does feel good to like have one paw on the treadmill a little bit now, don't you think? Oh, you completely. have all fours. No, but. I really don't though. Like, I feel like we've done a good job of sort of laying a foundation mm -hmm. and then building in structure. And that's what we've been doing over the last year. Truly, we've changed up our structure at Beauty Lab. and Quite a bit, yeah. Yeah, and that's, you know, this is just the normal evolution of a business, right? Well, I think it has to evolve, right? If it's a growing business, we have to evolve with our staff and with the culture and with also just the industry as yeah. itself is a rapidly growing industry it's like ever every evolving. yeah yeah and it's such I mean if I were to ever think like back in college when I was full of entrepreneurial spirit I would never this would be the business I would run from like the, you know how I run from the restaurant <laughs> business now people bring us restaurant ideas and we're yeah. like no thanks <laughs> but Heather you love food it's just such a dovetail of experience like I would never want to be in the restaurant business the produce deliveries at like 3, 4 a.m., uh -huh. the variability of the produce and the mm -hmm. meats and mm -hmm. the sourcing and the price beans, I would not be able to sleep at night because what if, you know, Wagyu beef went up? Yeah, totally. What do you I know, do it's just in price? That, it's such a testament to our yin and yang because somebody asked me the other day, if you didn't have Beauty Lab, what would you do? And do you know what I said? What? A restaurant business. Okay. <laughs> Only, but do you know what? In all honesty, I would just go back and be a server. I would, I, well, it's it like. It was so fun. I, there are times, like, when we were, we were looking on LinkedIn the other day, Jay and I, oh. and I, I, was, I read this job, and what did I say to you? Um, I think I just found my next job. I, I'm going to apply for this. No, really. Seriously, Dre. No, I would kill it at this. I should. No, do you think I should just like apply? I'm just I could probably do it. Like, <laughs> I would have to just switch some things around in my schedule. Like, you were bargaining. I've, I've talked to three people about it. I'm like, there's this job opening, and I can't help but think that I'd be perfect for it. It was to be the liaison for the board of directors for Ballet West. Yes, and, and you it, would, and be, it curled my toes. I know. I you thought, would be so oh, great is that at with Rachmaninoff Seventh Summit? Oh, I love that one. Edward, come on over. Like, I just love that you genuinely were like, I could see it, like the wheels turning of being like, okay, if I move this to here, yeah, I just was then, reading. Okay, well, I mean, during filming, then maybe I would, like, <laughs> what if I need? Okay, I'm totally ready to start. I need twelve weeks off. And then confessionals. And confessionals, you never really know. Confessionals can be once a week. They can be twice a week. You just It's really just, you just never know. So that's going to be a variable. But other than that, oh I would gosh. love to throw my hat in the ring. It's I'd so like to be the funny. press liaison for the Ballet West Board of Directors. Well, hey, if Beauty Lab goes down in flames, knock on wood. Knock on um, metal. You, you go do 
um, Ballet West, and I will wait tables at you know the local Lizard. It's yeah, fine. And with Anna, <laughs> who brought me the most amazing tres leches cake for my birthday. It was Aww. this huge, delicious. I mean, I don't know why we don't all just eat tres leches. It's so good. It's so it's good. So good. And you know me, I'm a sucker for anything foreign, uh-huh. like anything with any even a touch of ethnicity. I'm just like, I love it. What is this? I've never tasted this before. But that like grew old when I was in France and like couldn't find like the sugar hit that I needed okay. you know, for uh-huh. my pleasure centers. But um, anyway, enough about food. That's so funny. I just think of Annabelle seeing the business, feeling the vibe. It made me think of the old days of Beauty Lab. Totally. And the things that we have overcome <laughs> at Beauty Lab because there were... There were nights when the wind was so cold. <laughs> you know? Yes. What are those words? Oh I can't even gosh. think of it because I'm, I'm tongue-tied. But that song, like, with Celine Dion, like, we... We didn't think we were going to get through it. We, we, well, we started, the inception of Beauty Lab was me trying to, like, get, bring you in so we could flip it, sell it, and, yeah, and get, get out. out of Dodge. Yeah, and get out. That's true. Because it was, the decks were so stacked against us beginning, because everything in the industry, everything in med spas is based on tier pricing and based on volume. Yes. So if you are a one-man shop opening up, you know, hanging a shingle on your door to do injections, you have to pay like $700 for a syringe of filler mm-hmm. and that's before and you and charge 850 for it. <laughs> yeah, and every other every other shop on the street's going to be charging 600. Yeah, yeah. So you're already out the gate like you can't even buy the product for what people are injecting it with overhead into you know mar- with the markup injecting mm-hmm. it into their faces. So it's just really when I saw the way that the business actually worked, I knew that I was in over my head and we it was like unrecoverable um unrecoverable yeah. but somehow we recovered somehow i don't even actually know how you did it and i say you because i'm not taking credit for this <laughs> at all those were the days where i was just kind of like a hanger honor and just seeing where it went but you are like the little engine that could and you did <laughs> this makes me laugh because <laughs> i'm sitting here trying to smile like she's complimenting me when she's like, I was just a little hanger on her. I'm like, and yet she and she did not realize in her naivete that the entire plan hinged upon her remaining as a hanger on her. Like it, the entire plan, the reason I'm sitting here today hinged on you. Hey. Because I was getting out and I told you and then you came to help me get out yeah. in a way. But I, I actually had an alternative plan. And what was yours? My naivete. I was like, she's going to revive this. This is actually a really great business. Wow. Gift of the Magi. <laughs> and then I showed up at my are. first day with, I've sold the business, and she showed up with her scrubs. <laughs> and that's why the business succeeded. But let's think of some of the colossal, horrible things that we never, th- how about when um, one of our clients, the police came. Oh, God. And came into one of our treatment. Can we talk about this story I anonymously? Think so, because, yeah. Like, it was never public record. Was like nobody not? could trace the no. Okay. And yeah. we, I mean it was such so we had a, we had a customer who we loved by the way. We, yeah. We love all of our we customers. We love all of our customers. Genuinely. Yeah. And I was thinking that when Annabelle said I love Beauty Lab so much like it's not because it's just the staff. It's because the people that come to Beauty Lab are our people. Yes. yes. Like you know if you're a Beauty Labber, you walk in you're like, "Yes, this is what I want. This is what I've been looking for. This mm-hmm. is what I need." And you know if you're not. And guess what? Yeah. Friends that always apologize to us if they don't, everyone comes to us, but yeah. like the ones that like have their They're special like, injector sister, in well, New York. My sister is an injector, is yeah. a derm, and they get me my Botox for free or whatever. Well, for it's me, like, it's even the she-she ones. Like, I make an appointment six months in advance for Eduardo, and okay. he sends the okay. tram down. I'm like, great. Uh, yeah. You are not a beauty labber. <laughs> like, our injectors are faceless, nameless savants. Yeah. You know, like it doesn't matter who touches you. You're going to look better, and you're going to get what you asked for and what you want, which is really what you want to be empowered as a customer, especially in a business that's, you know, dependent on your physical appearance and your paycheck. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is so expensive and it affects the most core aspects of your personality. So completely, I am glad that we are, we don't require a tram and a translator. (laughs) I'm I'm glad that it's pretty straightforward. But um, 
but we kind of cultivated that. Yeah. But the customers that we inherited the business with were not beauty labbers. No. Some AKA of them were. the picture I sent you on the group text yeah. last week. <laughs> some of them, some of them were inherently, and they are the ones oh, that yes. have stayed. And they've sure. stayed through the us. They built it. They built it. You know who you are, OGs. Yeah, OGs. When we call out OGs, even though it sounds like there's a lot of you, there's really fifty. <laughs> I know. <laughs> there are fifty goddamn OGs. And we built the business on those 50 people and the friends that they told and the friends that they told. And um, it was, I'm so proud of it. But there were times when like, how about this one? We had about how many square feet? 3,000 square feet, 3,500 square feet, four of which was just like old 1985 computers, PCs, (laughs) (laughs) and some office furniture that I could not pay to give away to anyone that was even doing anything. So I... Um, this is ten, eight years ago, yeah. seven years ago. Uh-huh. <laughs> what year is it? It's uh, 2023, and that so was this probably is 20, 2017, yeah, 2016. Yeah, 2016, 2017. And we started to make a little bit of money, and we needed to, like, I was starting to make bigger moves as an owner, yeah. you know? And by a little bit of money, we're saying that Heather's not transferring money in for payroll anymore. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> writing personal checks for everyone's lunch, breakfast, dinner, paycheck. I mean, I was paying Medicare, or not Medicare, what's that insurance? That uh, Malpractice. Oh, malpractice. I was yeah, paying malpractice right. insurance for a surgeon that wasn't even there. And it turns out that I wasn't even supposed to be paying. Like, four grand a month. Like, expenses yeah. were going out constantly. I would start the day at Beauty Lab, and I would go into our little <laughs> bank account and say, negative $760. Every single day, we started out in negative, and we had to overcome that uh-huh. and, and with zero customers in the beginning and zero hope. Yeah. So we were going to try to increase our market share by increasing our injection room. So we had to clean some of this equipment out. And I just was going to be an efficient boss. And I called 1-800-JUNK. Remember? Yeah. And you thought, oh, I'm not going to get anything for this. I've had it on KSL. Like, yeah. No why don't you guys come it. on and take it? Just I'm, come take it. You can have it. Yeah. I'm a better whatever you're, Whatever you're going to do with it. <laughs> you guys have three, four hours and some heavy lifters. Great. Come on over. You're welcome to all of this. Yeah. <laughs> And so they load up an entire truck. Heather's like, what do we need to get rid of? This is the last time they're coming. Yeah, like what, like anything that you guys think. And so we're like, we're putting like trash. We're just like, okay. We were having them like empty our bathroom garbages and load up the truck. Do you need a second truck? Maybe we need a second truck. Sure, bring a second truck. I'm thinking this entire time that 1-800-JUNK's business model is to scavenger from... <laughs> I think this is the business model, that they go to businesses, they get their junk, and then they have a, I don't know, a ra- an ant farm of eBay accounts where they are selling all these things on auction and then reaping the money, yeah. and that's their business model. Yeah. I had no idea that their business model was to charge us <laughs> for removing our junk and for the rental of the truck and for the labor and for the space it occupied. Uh-huh. They walk up the stairs. I'm thinking I'm the coolest entrepreneur on the planet. Why don't we do this months ago? And I have to call Dre because it's like $3,000. Yeah. And you're like, do we have that in the account? Yeah, I think I had to use like your card or something. Yeah, I think we put it on a credit card. Yeah. <laughs> so that was a shining moment. That was a shining moment is two moms, two moms running a business, 1-800-JUNK, I doff my proverbial cap to you, business, because I was suckered in. And now I still love 1 800 Jump. I just smart, can't believe I had business. concocted an entire narrative about what their business was about. And I um, was completely naive to how they charge and what, how they make money. So well, it was a learning curve. And we did have the lady. Our, our client that the police came she had oh we forgot gone, that story we like forgot that story in a drunk driving accident okay, on yeah. the way to beauty lab but we didn't know that she just showed up and we were like oh she's in a mood i mean i did i was in the i wasn't even there was i no i think you were i think you were there sam was yeah i all i remember i remember the cheesy popcorn she brought us to say sorry <laughs> Remember the cheesy caramel popcorn? Honestly, that's what I remember about the whole incident. So we had this dark, she's passed away, but we had this customer who was a very high maintenance, but you know, she was a beauty labber. She was so fun. Yeah. We loved her. And so she shows up for appointment, which is a full body IPL. (laughs) Okay. Which we would not do now. We don't know much more. P.S. Two moms running a med spa. (laughs) 
back in the day. You cannot, I repeat, you cannot do a full body IPL. For our naive, uh, not for people like me, an IPL is an intense pulsed light, intense pulsed light, light. Mm -hmm. see? (laughs) It's an intense pulsed light, which is like basically a red hot laser that we, with a tiny bar, like put all over your face Uh to get rid of age spots, fine line wrinkles, Mm -hmm. tighten. Basically, we destroy your skin to make it better. But this woman wanted it for her entire body. For age spots on her legs. Yes. If I remember and correctly. And arms and neck and chest and face. Okay. Which requires <laughs> numbing cream to be applied liberally. Right? Didn't she want numb? Oh, no. We're not allowed we to do We don't, but she did want it. That's yeah. what it Those was. Those were yeah. the days, you guys. It was the Wild West. Yeah. We're the not Wild allowed West. to do numbing because pain is part of the threshold of yes. effectiveness. Yes. I'm mm-hmm. saying all of this for anyone that medical that listens and is cringing. Guess what? <laughs> I Don't worry. I'm not ever holding the laser. I, I refuse to wear the goggles. to do that. <laughs> And you're glad because we are, we are licensed to advocate for our customers yes. because we are also customers. Yes. We have plenty of advocacy for you, you doctors and yeah. you injectors <laughs> and for all the medical. And we read the fine tune, fine print. We read the terms and conditions. Like, exactly. honestly, you want two moms that are advocating for the customers and for the results, not for the medical industry. Soap box off. <laughs> so she comes in. She goes to the back room. And next thing you know, if you police officers descend on beauty lab and they're like is this customer here and sam's like yeah she's getting ready for her full body ipl in exam (laughs) room number three numbing cream (laughs) so they have to go like well she's uh there's been reports of a drunk driver hitting several cars in the parking lot beauty lab or cars like she pulled into our med spot hit several cars in the parking lot and then parked Came right in, in, came in, and because she didn't want to be late for her appointment. <laughs> so they cuff her, they take her, she's in, extremely intoxicated, they charge her with uh, driving under the influence, mm-hmm. the car is impounded, reparations are made to the customers whose cars were damaged in the parking lot, and... Uh, and we got some Chicago-style popcorn. Is that Chicago-style? Yeah, the cheese and caramel. I did yeah. not know that was called Chicago yeah. style. Yeah. How do you always know the cool things? Well, I don't know that many cool things, but I do know my popcorns. Okay, well, that's true. So a couple <laughs> days, I guess after she made bail, she came in with this bowl of Chicago style popcorn, which yeah. I called cheesy caramel popcorn. I thought it was a Mormon thing. Oh. I thought it was a for sure Mormon thing. Well, it probably originated in the Chicago and stole it. Yeah. That's so cool. Chicago <laughs> style. All I'm thinking is Meredith Marks. Why have you not told me this? <laughs> You are from Chicago. This is something I expect from you. <laughs> I mean, she's told me so many tiny, unimportant details about things that I've remembered. How she not, how she forgot to tell me about both Chicago-style pizza, I already know about, but she's yeah. not mentioned Chicago-style popcorn. Well, it's delicious. She probably th- munches on it all the time, don't you think? <laughs> she looks like she does. Yeah, <laughs> Meredith, you love your cheesy caramel popcorn and the and the pizza and that deep dish. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's be honest. <laughs> Because they served us a Chicago-style pizza and they didn't slice it. Remember? Yeah, and it was gross. Um, don't say that. There's Why? people from Chicago. Oh, Chicago people, I love you. I love your city. Chicken in a car, car won't go. That's how you spell Chicago. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I don't love the deep dish. I'm a New York-style pizza person. She's into micro-penises That's and right. New York-style pizza. I like all my things little. Little and limp. <laughs> no. Um... But, but yeah. we, we never thought we would recover from that. We never thought we would recover we were from. Shook. We basically thought we were going to go under, you know, paying the deductibles like, for people that were in our parking lot. <laughs> I know. And then let's see what else. Oh, how about um, can we say when our laser got repoed? Not ours. Oh yeah, when the when but, the police came and and took one of Doctor <laughs> our previous owner's lasers and just carted it off. We didn't know. We didn't know that it that it hadn't been paid for. Yeah, we thought. That it was just the delivery guys coming yeah. to like ship it to the other location in Chicago, right? Or in yeah, wherever it was yeah, yeah. in Springfield. Yeah. That that other location didn't know. That was not our ownership either. So we we inherited something that we did not know what we were getting into, but we recovered. But there we had so many moments that were unrecoverable mm-hmm. that we never thought we would get over or have the strength to survive. Yeah. I mean, I can think of a thousand, but there's too traumatic to... Yeah. But um, what were some of the things could you have ever imagined that we'd be this successful? No. Honestly, because I do think back on the days of like signing into the bank account and having a pit in my stomach and wondering, is payroll going to go through? Can we make our laser payment? Um, can we make rent? And 
we had we went and negotiated with our landlord several times. Yeah. We couldn't make rent. But we knew we like had belief in ourselves. We mm-hmm. had belief in the business and we I think we both knew that if we could just kind of get over these hurdles that we would be unstoppable. And I think that's such a metaphor for life. Like <coughs> I've learned so much in my personal life through Beauty Lab through overcoming these challenges and sticking it through and not giving up. Also, yeah, I, I absolutely agree 100%. And I think that part of the I, the grit and the just resilience it took to keep Beauty Lab going was, I don't know if I had a belief that it could be great. I wanted it to be great. Mm-hmm. And I was so midstream that I was scared to retreat, you know, sure. like it was, I, I, there was a point where retreat was possible and mm-hmm. then you came in and changed that. <laughs> no, but I also think Heather, like if we're being honest, you also kind of were in a place in your life personally where you were like, I have nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. Like you really, like you took that leap of faith and you were like, well, it's, this is it. Yeah. You know? Things, basically, things couldn't get much worse. Well, I mean, I could be poor. Yeah. But I I just had nothing to live for. And sometimes. Besides my beautiful children that make life worthwhile. Of course. But like, <laughs> but sometimes you do get to that point where you're pushed to the brink and it does force you into a place of making choices that you maybe otherwise wouldn't make. Like you maybe wouldn't have taken those risks had you not been sort of like, well, Fuck it, you know? No, totally. I wouldn't have been able to, if I had been married and happy, I wouldn't have been physically able to. I wouldn't have been allowed to do the business or spend the money. But if I had been, even if I was single and and in a different place, logic would have prevailed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I would have said, uh, no, I'm not writing another personal check for another, you know, malpractice insurance for a doctor that's not even performing services at my business. You know, it was part of the arrangement. It was... We, it was really underwater. Right. But I just think also you don't know how strong you are until it, it gets down to it. Mm-hmm. And in that same vein, you don't really know what blessings the Lord has in store for you. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how else to yeah. articulate it. And you don't know what's around the corner. You don't know what's around Good. the corner. Good or bad. Good or bad. And there's no guarantees in life, right? Death and taxes. That's it. Fight or flight. Yeah. And so it's like... So when that man came to repossess the laser, we could have either fought him, (laughs) wrestled him to the ground. Or run in the back and hid, which is what we did. We flitted. (laughs) We fled. We flitted and we flighted. We floated. No, but I think about, like, even in this last year, like, we've had some hard things happen. um, And hindsight is twenty twenty. And I remember, you know, kind of this most recent thing that we had that was deeply personal and did affect the business and was a really difficult position to be in. And like you and I were on the phone lamenting and you did kind of remind me like, Dre, look at what we've been through. We've been through things, you know, maybe not the same as this, but like similar or, or maybe even worse. Yeah. We've been through, we've been, we've been through worse and we are going to get through this and it's going to be okay. And as long as we like do the right thing, because this was a a situation where we were like, ah, we kind of knew what morally the right thing was to do, but it was painful and it was hard and it was challenging, like kind of, you know, friendships and the past and it was really hard, but it was the right thing. And we, com- it was the right thing to do. And I was just thinking to myself, like, provincially, like, sometimes the right thing to do costs you financially, <laughs> costs you emotionally. Yeah. You know, like me as a 13-year-old just explaining it to my guinea pig, yeah. you know. <laughs> Listen, and it's not always easy to do the right thing. We lost friendships. We lost money. But we did recover. Yeah, we did recover. And you know what? More than anything... Like, even if we didn't recover financially, even if, like, it wasn't all good with that relationship, that friendship, I can sleep at night. For sure. And that is worth more. Let the bridges I burn light the way. <laughs> Truly. And, yeah. and I think that that is the one thing that I think, if you could look back and chart our behavior, like, who we were when we, <clears throat> sorry, who we were when we started Beauty Lab and who we are now, 
I would think that our ability to cut ties quickly has vastly improved. Mm-hmm. Like we we have had situations where we knew what we wanted to do in in business, like with certain locations, with certain products, with certain services. Cool sculpting. I drop your name here. Just different things that either worked great for us or didn't work great for us. And instead of just pulling the trigger right then and there. Ripping the Band-Aid off. We yep. tried to change ourselves. Mm-hmm. And we said, maybe we'll grow to love it. Maybe we'll grow to love this person. Or maybe it's us that needs to change. And guess what? It never was us that needed to change. <laughs> I mean, Beauty Lab still stands. Yeah. The business still grows. Yep. P.S. That means we are right. <laughs> we are right. I mean, we are doing something right. And I think what we are doing is we are honoring our customers. They're the lifeblood of our business. Mm-hmm. And so naturally organically it's going to grow because people gravitate to where they're taken care of yeah and i think i put my customers needs above my own for sure financially like emotionally (laughs) i put my children i put everyone's needs in front of my own but i um that's my best coping mechanism i think yeah it keeps me safe it's so interesting but i mean like you know to move it beyond business and beauty lab like Think of the things that personally, like, we all overcome. Life is hard. Mm-hmm. It's really, really hard. And it can be wonderful as well. But there is not one person that gets out unscathed without some difficult challenge in their life. And, you know, in the words of St. Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> <laughs> what doesn't kill you makes you... Yeah, Say stronger. Stronger. What I couldn't see kill, I had a frog in me. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And I I kind of believe that. Do you kind of believe that or do you believe that? Stronger or just I think less breakable? I think some things break us, but... That's what I think. Yeah. I think things break us and we, once we're broken, it's like we're broken now. So you can't break me anymore. Yeah. So I mean, like I that. Guess, me, so I guess unbreakable. Yeah, makes me stronger. But it's also what made it made me strong to keep doing beauty lab. But it was just because I was so broken that there was. You're, if you're on ground floor, yeah, ground well, that's zero. What I mean. yeah. When you have nothing to lose, it's amazing what you can do, right? So it's like when you get to that. Like we talk about it constantly. Like rock bottom. You know, like what is people's rock bottom? And to see people pick their lives up from that rock mm-hmm. bottom is really quite inspiring well and that's the amazing thing not even necessarily the accomplishments that come after that because if if beauty lab had had failed spectacularly um there were other things that i could have like would have had to stay alive for sure (laughs) you know what i mean like and i just think that resilience like when people are like what's your superpower i don't think i have one but i would say this unflappable belief that like I have to endure mm-hmm. and I don't think that's it's, resilience it's our pioneer grit it's man. our pioneer grit yeah. and it's also a little bit of martyrdom it's mm-hmm. a little bit of just the way I th- I think I've been indoctrinated but I just think that way like to endure is to live mm-hmm. you know and it's and I I just think that if you can put your feet on the cold tile floor like I said in Bad Mormon a million times and like when this is the first edit of Bad Mormon, I said, putting your feet on the cold towel floor like 15 times. Yes. Which basically was a moment on my mission when I had been there for six weeks and I and the honeymoon phase was over. I'd eaten enough pan of chocolates, enough croissants. I had seen, seen, the sights. seen the fountains in the middle of the freeway, you know, which blew my mind. Like there can be a wall, like not a Walmart, but a, a car for and an <laughs> antique Roman fountain. Where am I? But that had worn off. And I realized that really what I was going to be doing for the next, um, you know, year and a half was knocking on doors in a foreign language or sonoring apartment buildings saying, bonjour, bonjour, bonjour. Yeah. They knew massage, you know, just mm-hmm. I was going to be door to door salesman for the next 16 months. Granted, I was going to do it with God and with friends and with structure and in the south of France. So things could be worse. But that realization of like, this is it. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm doing. Put your feet yeah. on. And I looked down, I saw my feet on the cold towel floor and I just thought I, I have to do this for like another year and a half. I just have to wake up, put my feet on the floor, stand up and do whatever they tell me to do. And I have resorted to that mentality so much in my yeah, life over and over again basically every day that i have to wake the kids up for school 
<laughs> basically every birthday, every Christmas. But I had this crazy thought today because it is the 4th of July and we are celebrating together and I am here at Dre's house on a morning and it's the first like holiday that I haven't had to like wake up at like 6 a.m. to like prepare food, prepare the boat, mm -hmm. prepare the shiz for, the, not even for me to enjoy, but for the kids to leave on their outing or for the, get their outfits laid out. Like I just thought, oh my gosh, I didn't stay up all night the night before a holiday and I didn't have to wake up at the crack of dawn. Mm -hmm. Like who am I? Yeah. Like and, how is this life? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then I saw all the moms with all the kids and all the red, white, and blue, like walking to the pancake breakfast. Because we've had the Scout pan Pancake Breakfast in our backyard every yes, single that's right. day, every single 4th of July since we moved there for 20 years, a 7 a.m. pancake breakfast that I wanted to be on for. Yeah, uh, of course. Absolutely on for, which means if you have three cute little girls, they are in red, white, and blue. They are, their hair is done, mm -hmm. you know, they have ruffly socks and yeah. bedazzled sneakers. It's the 4th of July. Like it's my patriotic duty to support Old Navy. <laughs> this is the way I thought. And Annabelle walked up to go to the rodeo last night. She had on a yellow tank top. Annabelle. And I thought, George Washington would never. Where is your red? Where's your old? And she's like, well, I have a USA shirt, but I was saving it for tomorrow. Oh, she's and so cute. when she said USA, I thought, oh, we don't want USA. No, no. USA is racist. We want red, white, and blue, which is universal. Patriotism. Yeah. Patriotism. But um, that's so funny. Isn't that funny? Yeah. yeah. It's like just that things could get better, but they could also just get worse or just stay the same. Well, you just never know like what's going to happen. That's the thing is, I mean, we I think back on like the day that Tim died. We that was like a pivotal day for us. It was you know? it was we were like riding high. <laughs> it was the most paradoxical day of my entire life. Like I don't want to get emotional, but it was just it was like God damn it, God. I know. Like give us one fucking minute. Yeah. Just one. We're not even that happy. Yeah. We're not even. We're not doing anything wrong. Mm -hmm. Dre's pain payroll and I'm going home to watch shows yeah. you know what I mean like we had one high moment we had spoken at Silicon Slopes we had met these cool people we were just loving our business loving our future so proud of ourselves and Tim dies yeah yeah and it's like <laughs> really yeah and it's it was it's I, I it, it is weird to think back on that day and think that in a split second everything changed we went from hopeful to like, is Dre going to survive this? Yeah. Which meant yeah. to me, you guys, you have to understand my pain. Not only has Dre <laughs> lost her brother, but now she might not be capable of working. <laughs> well, she might not be capable of making sure everything gets done because she's grieving. This was a, this well, was it a was snowball a, effect. It was a very, um, it, that was a big time too, Heather, because like, if you remember correctly, I think the day after, or maybe two days after Tim died, Whitney had her vow renewal. Oh yeah, and it was day one it was the of, next day. of filming. And November twenty like second we is when we filmed. Yeah, and he died so, November twenty first. Yeah, so it's like we were in this. It was a, such a new beginning. It was this new project, this new major, major, major thing that was going to change your life and mine. I remember the glam because it was like <laughs> I was having glam come to that condo I was running for Thanksgiving uh -huh. to have like, to make Thanksgiving fun. I rented a condo <laughs> and glam came over and I, they had to keep me from crying for glam because I had to get my makeup yeah. on to go film Vil Whitney's vow renewal. Yeah. It's and just... I had no, I, it was my first filming event ever other than the sizzle reel, which doesn't prepare you. No. And I remember because then, because Elsha came and stayed with you. I don't even, I've like blacked out most of those days. I'm so grateful. But Elsha came and Elsha came and stayed with you at the condo. Mm -hmm. And um, so I knew sh that you were taking care of her and that was fine. But like, I didn't see you other than, the, I mean, you immediately came over and brought all the food right when I found out that Tim died. Um, but then you went straight into filming. And so I didn't see you until that following Monday <clears throat> at work and they were filming at Beauty Lab. So the first time that I saw you is on, literally on camera. I don't know if it ever aired. Like There was so much aired. luck. You guys think Salt Lake City Housewives is dark. If you had seen Dre and I, season one, I mean, yeah. sobbing snot rockets. Yeah. It was, it was a rough, it was rough, a rough go. Time. We were we Go back and rewatch if you're a deep diver. And if you want to know why Dre is Superwoman, right then and there. 
Like, would you show up to be an FO friend of? Not a friend <laughs> Like, of, I'm not getting paid and my brother just died by suicide. I'm not coming. But Glam was going to be here at nine <laughs> and just try to wear nothing with logos and make sure you don't look directly into the camera and that's it. Have fun. You that know, it's horrifying. It's interesting though because it's like going to work was my, like, it's how I got through. I, you know, I don't know that I would have gotten out of bed. I, I was like, I had to just keep putting my feet on the cold tile floor and doing life. It felt like, I think for all of Beauty Lab, it felt like we were on pins and needles for, I mean, a oh, solid a year. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. if we lost you, we knew we lost everything. And we knew that you were on the edge. Yeah. And my life did implode. <clears throat> you know, I got divorced and had radical changes in my life. And... Um, I think that Tim dying was the catalyst for a lot of that. But again, back to what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. I look back and I think that that did set off a chain reaction of things that had to happen in my life. And that I, you know, when I look at myself now, of course, I'm not glad that Tim died. I every day wish that he was still here. And if there was something I could do, I would give it all up Mm. if I could just have an hour with him. But that's not reality, and I'm proud of where I'm at now. And I, it, it did make me stronger. What would you tell someone that was like in the thick of it right now? Like, what would you have told yourself day, you know, November 22nd, 2019? Mm, I mean, there's nothing that, there's no, nothing. Just just, just don't you, di- stay. Don't, don't stay. leave. Don't say don't leave. Don't leave. I remember Amanda Colton at the gym. I think I've said this before, because um, she had just lost her mom like days before, and you know everybody had sent messages and was so kind and I'm so sorry and whatever and it's gonna be okay. He's still there. That was the big thing. That just pissed me off because I didn't think that. And she just hugged me and she said, how dare the world move on? Right. And that was like, it was the best thing that anyone could have said to me because it's how I felt and it was validating, Mm -hmm. you know? So how dare the world move on? And also just cold cold tile floor. Yeah, cold tile floor. You just got to keep going. Don't leave. You just got to keep going. And, And you know what? we can do hard things we can do hard things we're here we would never have thought if someone had said you're going to get divorced you're going to lose your brother you're going to almost lose the business your business partner is going to in many ways abandon you and go on tv where you're going to be thrust into a society that's going to be policing your business policing your life only by being adjacent to me you know Mm -hmm. and you're going to be thrust at the time of like really really social activism you're going to be examined with a microscope good luck to you would you think that our the our business model everything that was disruptive and irreverent about us Mm -hmm. like everything we were our backgrounds everything was stacked against us and yet we're still here and not only that but we're proud of what we've accomplished and we're proud of the business we're building like i take deep deep pride it is it is why i think my kids respect me is the business which is so sad but they don't respect me because I can cook meals and pick out outfits and, you know, make a dinner reservation, which is what I do with them now, you know? Sure. They respect me because there's, like, a side of their mom that they never dreamed was even there. And could thrive. Yeah. And could thrive. And, yeah. And to see all of those people, like, in our circle, like, I, I feel like as single moms, like, we do have a village raising our kids. Like, I see oh, Elsha interacting with Chad and with Tori and with, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. everybody, like, it just... I'm, I felt like this deep sigh of relief when I got Annabelle to Beauty Lab. Like, just get her there, and the lab will take over. Yeah. And I will have support in, like, helping shape this young, vibrant mind, yeah. you know? And I don't yeah. want to screw her up, and I need support. And, like, Beauty Lab is there. And I, back in the days of Cold Tile Floor, I never would have imagined that we would have built a network and a business with two locations where people, I could leave my children to them. Yeah. Like, raise my kids. Yep take all the money, do it all. Mm-hmm. I, I trust you, you know? Well, it's a testament to Team BLL and 
what incredible people we have on our team. That's that is our village. That's where we are turning our children loose to. You know. I mean, Reagan and deal. Sam have seen those kids grow up. I mean, Annabelle oh, yeah. was four and Georgia was five. Yeah. And yeah. now they're fifteen and seventeen. It's so crazy. That is so almost crazy. sixteen. Annabelle turned sixteen end of this month. Oh, I know. I know. It's been a journey. And I look at you, Heather, and I think like, okay, think about what's happened in the last, let's just go two years, three years. Um, You went on TV. You wrote a book. um, You lost your dad. You, in many ways, lost your family. Mm -hmm. Um, You have navigated single parenthood. You bought a home. You, Jeez, you're right. Yeah. Those are big life things. Huge life things. Um, also, Should we be you, running a business? <laughs> you, you had a friend get arrested in the parking lot of your business. Oh my gosh, I thought that and, was going to take us down. Yeah, and um, like we were not going to recover. Had to navigate dealing with that literally on oh TV. Oh my gosh, yeah, that's... on TV, and the guilty plea and all of it. That's, I mean, that in and of itself is its own little oh hornet's nest of, of like, and then think of the betrayal you know? that happened after the guilty plea. In addition, yes. to, I mean, it was like astounding. Absolutely astounding. And so, just to think about, like, I mean, talk about the little engine that could. I'm like, literally, nothing can take you out. Heather. Nothing will take me. I'm like, <laughs> I'm a stage five clinger. I have air freshener suction kept myself to life. And you have to peel me off of it. I do feel like that's, I'm a suction cup. Like, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. And for better or worse, (laughs) you know? For better. I can endure. Yes. Yeah. And and hopefully eventually thrive. And I think that's true for all of us, you know? Yeah. And do you feel like all of those things have made you stronger? Like, when I list those challenges and those (laughs) things you've navigated? It's so weird because the, the, looking glass reflection of like the looking glass self you know the way that I saw myself reflected in the eyes of others and in my own mirrored reflection is that it was smashed that mirror was smashed when I uh, got divorced and kind of lost that ideal not because of the loss of Billy but just my the loss of the the loss of the dream the plan the loss of the plan it was like I was on a treasure hunt and I was half I was almost there Mm -hmm. I could see the x and then I lost the map and there was no way for me to get to that treasure point is mm-hmm. really how I felt. So it was like, it wasn't that I lost anything of it. I just didn't have a map anymore for how to navigate. And I had three kids that I had to lead to the treasure. Mm-hmm. So I was very, very uh, shattered. And when you mentioned, like, Jen getting arrested, dad dying, you know, going on television, black eye gate. I mean, anything that was possibly, like, would have tossed me. It's like I was already so smashed down that I was just like, it just ground the glass. Like, it didn't even really hit me like it would have if my life had been perfect. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. If I hadn't been so broken, it wouldn't have, like, it would have hit, I might not have recovered from it. Because it came too quickly. It's another thing. Yeah. Just, here we go. And you don't, it's like, sometimes just being broken down, being on the base, on the ground floor is great. And I think I said that to Andy, actually, at a Watch What Happens Live. He was back in the green room with me, and we were talking, and I said, you know, when I was on ground zero, there was nothing to lose, you know? It's just like, you don't, mm-hmm. it's fun to live in the penthouse, but it's also like, you know that it could go away. Right. And I don't like to, I don't like to live in potential, you know? I just mm-hmm. like to live in, like, I could live in a one bedroom apartment if I had a beach view <laughs> and totally. no children. Same. <laughs> <laughs> and a lover that only visited. <laughs> you know, it's just, I think that we never, you really changed everything for me the other day when you said you're a non-traditional family. And I've never used the word family to describe me and the girls. And that's how so that's how broken I am in the way I think about it. Like, so we are. We're a non-traditional family and we are thriving. Yeah. And like yes. they are we're gonna lay out at the pool and barbecue in our in our mansion. You and know? you're at a level seven with Annabelle. So oh hi. my gosh! I know, I know. I just have to not mess it up. But I just have to not mess it up. Sam, it's up to you. Chad and Sam, Reagan, discipliner. Um, yes, I think that we've we've come a long way, baby. And I can't even imagine what's coming up next. And I and not mm-hmm. to plug it, but like. I'm working on my second book right now, and I'd read everything to Dre, but I feel like it's going to be better than 
by Mormon, I and that's too. so thrilling What to you've me. shown me already. Well, because you, you had to lay the groundwork in Bad Mormon. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's just like our first location of Beauty Lab. Yeah, we had to like, it was give great. a little we something for everybody. It. We loved it, but like then when we opened um, our current, like Murray, yeah. like it was just when like, we oh, Riverton, here we yeah. are. And then like Riverton, like it's just, you got to lay the groundwork. Oh, you're saying first original a, location. I'm saying yes. original. Okay, you're right, like, you're right, you're right. Like Visage MD. Visage MD, which is now a ketamine clinic for depression. And we were, by the way, when we started Beauty Lab, there was another med spa underneath <laughs> us that our landlord created a med spa underneath us. Yes. Our landlord. And that's when I went to negotiate the rent. <laughs> and I had a business partner that would give me a check to deposit. Not me. This was not me. This is not. This was. This was the original. This was a three-monther. Uh, give me a check. I would deposit it so that all of my checks, personal checks, would clear that I had sent to vendors and employees, and then his check would bounce on Monday. A funny little check writing scheme. He was like, a, it was a Ponzi scheme essentially. Yeah, I was driving home from California with the girls. Called him and it was just like, you, I like the gig is up. Yeah, I know what you're doing. Stop doing it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you guys, never <laughs> let any, never let thieves have access to your business account. <laughs> Oh, two moms but running we, a business. But here, here's the truth. We just listed all of these things we've been through. That came up last. Like you <laughs> forgot about. I forgot that. about the Ponzi. You scheme. forgot about the Ponzi scheme of per somebody stealing from you on the daily. Oh so my gosh! Just goes to show that like we, you just never know what's around the corner. And I think that's the message that I would want to leave with our dear listeners is like, you've got this. Think about like literally go journal. Go write down the things that you have endured, and I think you will be surprised at how much Strong resilience yeah. that human beings have. This human spirit is a magnificent Our thing. Tenacity, it is a magnificent thing, and you are a magnificent person. And what, what triggered it for us is like, if you think, oh my gosh, I would, that would be so hard. I could never live through that. And frame it, reframe it as, what have I lived through that's equal to that? Yeah. And you're still here. And my message is you are still here. The powerful play goes on, yep. you know, mm -hmm. and don't leave. Yep. Don't, don't leave. leave. You are here. You are important. Don't leave. And even if things get worse, we'll still be here. Yep. <laughs> we can make that promise to you <laughs> because the lab loves you. And life is short. By the lips. <gasps>